Hello and welcome to the Celtic View podcast, the official podcast of Celtic Football Club. I'm Joe Donnelly, reporter at uh, the Celtic View and within the Celtic Multimedia team. I'm joined today by Anna Philby of the Celtic SC women's side. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. No worries, no worries. I look forward to it. Yeah, so I'm um, going to grill you with loads of loads of difficult questions today. No, we're just interested to hear about, obviously, um, for anyone watching who doesn't know, you're up at um, the Celtic FC women's side on loan from Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. And you came up to Glasgow kind of early March time, is that right? You've been up here for a few weeks. How are you, yeah. first and foremost, and how are you settling in here at Celtic? Yeah, settling in really well. Um, we've got a great group of players and uh, great people too, which helps. So it's a nice environment to be in. Yeah. And how did the move come about? How did you first hear about Celtic interest? And what was it about the, the interest which made you want to come up here in loan? Um, so lucky enough, I've played against Fran with his previous team, Lewis. So um, he contacted me and just put out the feelers a little bit. And it was quite a late one. It was deadline day, to be fair. And um, I love Fran's style of play. He's a ball player, so am I. So that's what really attracted me. Celtic's a massive club. Wherever you hear Celtic, you know what club it is. So, yeah, I was just excited to get down here. And of course, I mean, you're coming up to Glasgow in a strange time. It's a strange time all over the world. And um, But nevertheless, I mean, when, when you when you come up to Celtic Park, when you get to see the, the trophy room, um, obviously, the, the trophies in the cabinet, majority of those are, are with the men's team. But regardless of what level you're playing at at Celtic, it's a team about winning, it's a team about success. How did you find that, walking up the Celtic way, being in the in the trophy room, seeing everything that the, the, the stadium's got and everything that Celtic brings with it? I love I loved being at Paradise, as you call it. Um, <laughs> You've been well, well taught, well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an amazing experience and the facts that we were told and seeing the trophy cabinet was just unreal and hopefully we can add to it. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I mean, the, the Celtic women's um, side has is, is taken some huge strides in, in the last few seasons. And this season, not long gone professional, this was going to be a really big one for the women's side. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, of course, the... Everything that's happened in the last year, football across world football, be it the men's game, women's game, and all through the kind of amateur youth ranks and whatever, it's it's been turned on its head. Celtic had a really good start, a, a good win against Glasgow City, and then the league was was restarted. How disruptive has that been from a personal perspective for you? Of course, you've came up on loan in a time when you know the, the game is finding its feet again. There's been a big delays um, and big uh, big gaps between games in the women's side. How have you found it personally? I've been quite lucky with with Tottenham. We've trained throughout and played throughout, so it's been quite lucky. But since I signed, I've been joining on the Zoom calls that the girls have been on and having to do like sessions in groups like on Zoom and everything. They've been really dedicated. It seems to be quite hard. Like we've had the girl T coming back from an ACL and having to do that on your own has been obviously quite difficult from her, for her. But I think all the girls have dealt with it so well. As I said, I was lucky enough to be training throughout, so it hasn't really affected me massively. But yeah, I've been in a lucky situation, really. Yeah. I mean, just speaking to that then, if you've been able to, and it sounds great that you've been able to, to play right through, but then you're coming here and you're seeing some of the some of the, the, the girls who haven't been, you must feel a real sense of, you know, a real raring to go for them, that they want to just get back on the pitch and, and just do what they enjoy doing. A hundred percent. We had the mini pre-season, which wasn't the nicest, but <laughs> no one likes pre-season. But um, yeah, the girls are raring to go and we can't wait to get started. And it'll be this Sunday against Glasgow. 
So you've led me perfectly into my next question. That the, the first game um, back since December for the women's side, and of course since you've come in your first game, um, yeah. we'll speak about the opponent in a second. But you know, making your debut, at, you know, no matter what time of the season it is, no matter who it's for, be on loan or on a full time contract. I mean, it's an exciting time for for any player. How are you feeling about that before the game? I'm really excited. Um, I've been lucky enough to pull on the shirt a few times in friendlies now, but I think when it'll be the first league game, it'll mean even more to me. So yeah, I can't wait. And of course, Glasgow City um, have been so successful over the last several years uh, in the women's game. And again, going back to when France team played them before everything got shut down, there was a really important win that, that Celtic had. Um, and I think that really, any of the, any of the, the girls that I've spoken to, it really um, it laid a marker down for them. You know, it, kinda, it was a yardstick for which, the, you know, all of a sudden this team who were so big and so good in, in the women's game, they knew they could beat them and it changed them mentally as well as physically. Are you feeling that behind the scenes? Yeah, 100%. And hopefully we can dampen them again. Um, well, look, Glasgow City are a really strong side, but so are we. So it'll be a great game. Yep. And you mentioned Fran, ill in the conversation, obviously played with him beforehand. I've interviewed him a couple of times for the Celtic View magazine for the programme and such like. And he's a very animated character, a very enthusiastic coach, um, yeah. which even when, you, even when you're interviewing him comes across and it's, he's a real joy to interview. How does that translate to the training pitch? Well, he's so enthusiastic and I, I love playing for a coach just like that. Um, you always feel that he's got your back, he's always behind you. So it makes it so much easier to play for him. Yeah. And speaking to the women's game generally, I know that when I speak to some of the, the older players at Celtic, they've saw the, the game, certainly in Scotland, um, going, as I said, massive strides over the last few years. Again, Celtic going professional not so long ago on the women's side of things. I know that you're a young player, Anna, but um, whenever I speak to the older players, they say that they are so excited by the game and they think they can feel that enthusiasm from the kind of younger, the younger folks coming through. Um, do you feel that yourself that this that the women's game is? I mean, it, it just seems to be going from strength to strength. I can only really speak from from how I've been watching from Scotland, um, yeah. but it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you feel that yourself? Yeah, hundred percent. It's taking massive strides um, in the right direction. You see, in England, Sky Sky Sports have just made a massive deal with streaming all our games live on TV. So that's massive. And coming down here, it's only more exciting. Um, the standards a lot higher than I thought um, the physicality of the game everything it's, a, it's very different to England but I'm enjoying it um, yeah. I think the older players have been massive in paving the way for us really so yeah us younger players can only thank them I hope we can do the same for the, the next generation yeah because we speak so much about the kind of the, the older players and the, the men's side of things certainly Scott Brown um, announced recently in the men's game that he's going to be moving on from Celtic after 14 yeah. years at the club and then 22 trophies and it's amazing um, but throughout, um, even even when he was in his, his mid twenties, you know, like he seemed like he was a real talisman and a real leader. But I guess in, in the women's side of things, from what you've just said there, like looking up to those figures must be even more important because the game shifted so much in that time. Yeah, of course, yeah. And seeing Scott Brown, it's been amazing. Like, and the response he's had since he's announced where he's going, like it's moving on, has been massive. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of, I know the international scene that you're involved in Wales, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, we've got, so sadly we never qualify for the Euros, but the next the next step is uh, the World Cup qualifiers. So we're really looking at that 
I mean, I think it's, it's, again, in terms of the strides that the women's game are making, whenever I speak to, to the girls on the Celtic side of things who play internationally as well, like Kiva Keevan, for example, involved in the Ireland setup, and like so yourself as well, like, it seems like everything is moving in the right direction. And I, um, I know that we've kind of covered that already in the conversation, but to see um, the same tangible excitement when you're going away with your countries and uh, how that can kind of strengthen you as a player and bring that back into club football, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Um, when you go to international, you're playing with the best players in the country, so it only pushes you on. I, I personally love going away internationally, but I'm just excited to come back here as I'm really loving my time here. Yeah. Like we said at the top of the conversation, you're on loan from, from Tottenham Hotspur, um, but when you were coming through the ranks, you came through the ranks at Arsenal, um, and then of course signed professionally at yeah. Tottenham, and um, I mean, whether you're into football or not, even if you've only got a cursory understanding of the game, Arsenal and Tottenham are quite at odds with one another, how did you, how did you end up in that situation? Uh, yeah, I come through the youth at Arsenal, I was there for about eight years, so it was a lot of my time, they, they really shaped me as a player, but... Um, when I made the move, uh, Arsenal was in the WSL, so the top league, and Tottenham were in the championship. So it wasn't so much of a rivalry that way, but um, I was finding it really hard to break into the first team and felt like I was about 18 and I needed to go play first team football. So another London team was Tottenham and they showed their interest. So they, yeah, I just jumped at the opportunity really to go play. Yeah. And what have your family thought about that move? Have you got any fans of either side? Or are they just happy for you yourself? <laughs> They were just happy. Whatever, whatever I want to do in my career, they support me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down. And just on that point, in terms of your family, I always think it's interesting. No matter you know, who I'm speaking to, in terms of the influence that family has, when you made the decision to to come up and play at Celtic, what were their thoughts there? They were all really happy for me. Um, this is my first time away from home, so I'm the youngest of the family. So yeah, they were all really proud of me because I've been babied a little bit. So I'm having to grow up quite quickly. But yeah, they were all really happy for me. I think that's something which, I mean, we mentioned it when we're, when we're on the media side talking about football, but I think um, you know, when I was much younger, I moved countries as well for work. And I think when you're going to play football, um, you maybe only see you guys on the pitch, you know, for 90 minutes. But those things must have a mental strain as well, especially when, when you are quite young to be moving away from family and, and getting that focus as well. Uh, yeah, it's been quite big, but FaceTime nowadays is amazing. So... They're, they're all with me. Um, I'm sure when COVID allows, they'll be up to visit if if that happens. So, yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah. I'm living with Natalie Ross, one of my teammates. So she's made it so much easier for me. She's really supported me. So it's been nice. Yeah, it sounds like a really a really harmonious group. We always say that about the, the, the men's side, that it's a really close um, dressing room. But again, even speaking to yourself today and whenever I speak to any, any of the other girls, it feels like a really close-knit group. You definitely sound like you're feeling that. A hundred percent. My first training session, I didn't feel out of place. They they come up to me, made me feel so welcome. And yeah, it was just a really nice environment, like I said. Brilliant. And just speaking generally, Anna, um, again, I know that, that you're, you're here on loan, um, but what are your kind of personal goals, um, which will no doubt kind of feed into the collective at Celtic, but what do you hope to achieve in your time in Glasgow? Uh, I hope. I hope obviously I've come in for playing time so hopefully I can get on the pitch and fight for my shirt but um, I think the potential of the group and what I've seen we should be going to the Champions League spot and even the league um, so yeah that's my goals and just to help the team to that really 
Excellent, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us on the Celtic View podcast. All the very best on Sunday against Glasgow City. Again, it's a, an amazing fixture to be making your debut for Celtic, your, your um, competitive debut for Celtic. All the very best and thanks so much and all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Cheers.